This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. What's up, everybody? It's Richie back after a long hiatus. We're back with one of the original founders and the current and always number one producer in the game. Chris Mav is back. What's up, Chris? What's up, Richie? What's up, everybody? We called you in because the people need to know. I've been getting hit up left and right. Richie, we don't trust Fox. We don't trust CNN. We don't trust Joe Rogan. We don't trust Sanjay Gupta. We don't trust Alex Jones. We don't trust <laughs> Rush Limbaugh. We don't trust this guy. We trust Post America. Please tell us what is going on in Ukraine. We're hearing every friggin' crazy story. What's going on? So I said, let me get an expert, a doctor of things. I'm not going to say what kind of things. <laughs> maybe they don't pertain to this, but he's still a doctor. They do not pertain to this. You don't have to add that. Yeah, <laughs> but I said, let me get a knowledgeable guy in here. And you know, I always do the research. You know, I, I, I'm into this stuff and I've been watching Russia for a long time. I've been watching the Ukraine for a long time. And we have some inside uh, people. We have friends who, who live in Ukraine, who live in Russia, who live in Belarus, who live in Poland. And they have given me their personal perspectives to also disseminate to the people. So, Chris. First thing, yes, sir, we had this go down in the Ukraine. It's kind of if you're not a follower of like the you know world uh, events, stuff overseas, especially that part of Europe, then this was probably a total surprise because, you know, boom, it kind of hit out of nowhere media wise. Yeah, absolutely. And why absolutely. would why would the media cover, you know, Ukraine's you know, uh, situations internally for a long time, the American media anyway. So did you have any prior knowledge when this first went down, when the rumors first started hitting that Russia may attack, uh, invade Ukraine? Did you have any prior knowledge to that? Were you in the loop? Did you know any history between those two countries? Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, he, they were pretty aggressive Russia and Ukraine, Russia was very aggressive when they annexed chunks of uh, uh, the Crimean Peninsula a couple of years back. What, 2014, I think. Yeah, 2014. You know, that that was a pretty bold, aggressive move. And everybody kind of in Europe and the United States, they just kind of looked at each other and were shocked, you know. Now, is there any truth that that area of the Ukraine was very pro-Russia? And uh, the people sort of wanted, was there any element of the population of that area of Ukraine that wanted uh, Russian intervention and to be under the rule of Russia? Do you know offhand? Yeah, just from what I've seen on TV and the news, it seemed like there was, there might've been a, a vocal minority of people there who wanted to be joined with Russia. Mm, okay. And I don't yeah. know, you know, I don't know for sure. You know, it could be propaganda for all I know. Yeah, because that's one of uh, one of the talking points for a pro-Russia argument is that some people wanted uh, to be under Russia and they weren't happy with the uh, the neo-Nazi 
uh, yeah. government of Crazy. Ukraine. Now, uh, I looked into that and uh, I remember around 2014, there was Russia was doing the same sort of talk saying that Russia's uh, or Ukraine's government had a heavy neo-Nazi influence within it. Yeah. And uh, I guess they, you know, I remember seeing that way, way back. And it totally, you know, who who would remember, you know, keep on looking into that shit. But it turns out that's the the talking point to this day, is that there yeah. is. Do you know anything about that? Is there any truth to it? From what I understand, that there was a maybe two hundred soldiers who had a an insignia, a, a Nazi style insignia. There's the specific name. If you Google it, you could get to pull the specific name of the brigade of these dudes who was doing that. But that was, you know, a small fraction. And they were all reprimanded, apparently. Yeah, I, I actually I looked into it and I did see. Um, it was headed by a guy named Andre Beletsky, and he was uh, a patriot of Ukraine. It, it was called the Azov Battalion. Is that what the name you were thinking of? That's the name I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. seems familiar. But certainly a Nazi. Like he was the things he said and the, you know, like he was saying, you know, we're always ready for the battle to continue the white race and, you know, and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Definitely that, sketchy yeah. shit. Definitely sketchy shit. Yeah. And he saw, so he sort of somehow weaseled his way into the government. It seems from my research I did on this guy, but in uh, 2019, he, he was in the government in some form of, uh, position an elected position up until 2019 and then it turns out he didn't get the vote to stick around and it wasn't even like a vote to win it's just you needed to get at least five percent of the vote in order to just be an official member you know what i mean right so he didn't even pull that off so i can't see yeah i can't see putin's rhetoric of all these guys are nazis at this point yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it kind of reminded me of like if uh if Putin wanted to invade America and he, I mean, there's probably tens of thousands of official neo-Nazis in America, you know, the, for sure. some, some have ran for president, you know, uh, David Duke. Oh yeah, I, man. So you could use that rhetoric if people don't really know detail in America would be like, come on, there's no real official, like, you know, we see them infiltrate. The, the military as individuals and then they find right. someone like-minded we see them infiltrate a police force you know as an individual find somebody with the same views but it's not like an official thing so i think that's uh i think the russian game is to just raise suspicion you know yeah i think you know i would say that putin with his kgb training he loves to spin disinformation you yeah. know, the more you could kind of paint it in a crazy, weird way that enrages people and inflames people, you paint yourself as the great, the great savior. There you go. Yeah. And I actually, I looked into the um, members of Russia's government and they have a lot of groups that are considered very far uh, right and like white extremist yeah. in, in the Russian government. And For sure. uh, so I, you could probably use the same argument there, but in Russia's government, they have official seats within cabinets and administrations, people who are considered to be neo-Nazis, 
where I couldn't right. really find currently in 2022 any official sitting like self-proclaimed neo-Nazis in the Ukrainian government at any point since 2019. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a hard sell. You know, when Ukraine had that revolution, strategic planners were thinking, ah, oh, man, you know, we, we need that buffer state. We need Ukraine to have a, a friendly government, you know, a flunky that we could control running the country. Yeah, I think it's been, you know, they had their eye set back on that, establishing that again since the beginning for years. And any excuse possible to get it, you know, to get your claws in there and, and topple it and install some chump, essentially. Yeah, because back in, if you go back to the Soviet Union, uh, when Ukraine yep. officially left the Soviet Union in 1991, that's. And vastly, it was like over 90% of the vote wanted to leave the Soviet Union. They yeah. left as a powerhouse of the Soviet Union. Like their area yes. was like the, you know, what could you compare to like, like a, a California or a, a New York state leaving yeah, the, the United powerhouse. States. Yeah. And, and did you know this Strategic. at the time when they left, they would have been the third largest holder of nuclear weapons. I, re I remember that. There was a lot of uh, a lot of concern, a lot of buzz around. You know, what are they going to do with them? And it's also strate strategic. Gives uh, you know, you're right on the Black Sea. That's your access to the Mediterranean and the Middle East. You know, sea routes, yeah. trade routes, major trade routes. So, you know, you could definitely see from a strategic point of view, and it's uh, gives them a, a depth between keeping the Western NATO countries away from you know Russia's border. Yeah. And um, like, yeah, it's besides its location, also just the size of it, it would be the second largest country in Europe. Yeah. Ukraine. So this is like an, an important, a big country. And uh, they're uh, what they ended up. Did you they got rid of all their nuclear weapons? Yeah. They, and I think it, they, re, they sent it back to Russia, didn't they? Or they had them dismantled, dismantled. And uh, and they made a deal with China and France and some other countries at the time. Because they wanted to be basically, you know, uh, in, in the modern swing of things with like, you know, modern countries and this and that. So they right. kind of made deals, which now they may regret because if they were still holding nuclear missiles. Yeah, I don't think this would be a case. Nobody was going to. Yeah, nobody's going to invade them. But uh, so it seems like there was some corrupt cooperation here and there. They wanted to make moves. Definitely. There's a lot of uh, history of corruption in the Ukraine. And it's yes. funny, like we're hearing this guy, uh, their president, what's his name? Zelensky. Yes. And, and, you know, he's, I mean, the media is, and rightfully so, I'm sure there's some truth to it, but you can never trust the media. They're really making him out to be like a heroic, uh, brave guy. And by all accounts, it seems like he is, but this is the same yeah. guy. If we go back a little bit, that was on the phone with Donald Trump and he wouldn't budge when Donald Trump was strong arm arming him. Remember yes, that? I do. That, that's what got Trump impeached. Yeah, that phone call, you yeah, know, holding back military guy. aid, man. And this guy kind of wouldn't go along with the phone call. You know how Trump, you know, he speaks in his coded language. Come on. You, hey, imagine if you just found this. That'd be great. Right. You know, you could, you know, but uh, he wouldn't budge on that. And I was I was talking to some people. Nobody seems to remember. That's the same guy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that was the perfect phone call. That was yeah. Trump's perfect phone call, you know, and people were like, nah, it was, it was far from it. Well, he said it was a perfect phone call before the actual audio came out. 
And then people of course. Like, after the audio were like, oh, that doesn't sound too perfect. Sound a little shady. <laughs> but not only I mean, that, like, listen, this is Ukraine. So you got that going on. He's begging for dirt from a foreign president on yep. his political opponent. But also his political opponent, his son is embedded with companies over there and making a lot of money for nothing outside of his yep. name. So there's so much crazy stuff going on with, yeah. the, with the Ukraine. You know what? I heard you're not supposed to call it the Ukraine. You're just Ukraine. That is just weird Ukraine. too. Why? Like, is there any other country uh, you say the something or no? I don't know. Uh, the states, right? People say refer to it like that, shorthand, right? Oh, for America. Yeah, That's people. It. Well, people wouldn't say the America, but they would say the United States. That's yep. true. Maybe Ukraine means something like an area. Maybe it means like West, Western states or something like that. If, yeah, I don't know. If, if that's the case, then saying the before it would make sense. But all right, I got off track. I don't know what I'm talking about here. But uh, so <laughs> we can see there's a lot of a lot of corruption, you know, and it's, it's a newer country. It's making moves. It's well, not a newer country, but newer in the swing of things since basically 1991. Yeah. You know. A country that definitely wants to be part of the Western looks is looking West, looking to Western Europe for sure. Yes. yes. And um, it's just this is such a a crazy move by Russia, or so it appears. Without, if if there's no truth to the game, which he's saying, which uh, if talking to you, I don't think you believe it. That I'm trying to save the Ukrainian people from a oppressive Nazi government. Uh, if there's I, I no don't. truth to that, then what do you think is the reason for Russia to do this? I think it it's strategic, and I think that. Putin is a, a product of the Cold War, you know? He thinks in that mindscape of the Cold War. And he's seen within, let's say, the last, you know, 30 years, NATO forces coming right up on top of Russia's border, right there, you know? And they never had that. And as a guy, uh, due to the Cold War, there was a lot of buffer states between them. Think about Poland, you know? as an example right that was a buffer state that was a war part a warsaw pact country so before you had to get to russia you had to you know cross all those what they consider to be buffer states you know mm. and a lot of them after the disintegration of the soviet union started looking west now the nato members that moves the you know western nato forces right on top of russia's border they're right there and i think that spooks some old school Cold War kinds of dudes in Russia. I'm not, you know, I'm just trying to get into his mind. I can see why he would want, he seems like he's trying to position himself with these buffer states. He wants these friendly regimes around there to cushion him, uh, cushion Russia from, you know, direct contact with, uh, with the West. Yeah. Now, now we do have Finland. Finland is a NATO country, correct? I think so. Now that's already bordering on Russia. Oh, it's right there, man. So is you know, that the only current NATO country that's a direct border to Russia? No, no, Poland, right? Well, Poland, Poland borders on Ukraine and Belarus, and oh, maybe it does, does it border a little bit on Russia? Uh, and I think some of the Baltic, like Latvia, Estonia, no, they used they to be NATO right countries? by Russia. Those are NATO countries, yeah. The oh, Baltic. Okay. So yeah, so there's already NATO countries bordering on Russia, and there's no threat. There's no threat to Russia. So when people say he's, you know, you would do this too if you had a hostile 
I mean, it already is there. And 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 what is hostile about Finland, uh, Estonia, or you know, it's just kind of, I don't know. It seems like the smart move for Russia would be to also be trying to be involved with NATO. But I mean, he runs the kind of country that would never get into NATO. I mean, you know, you protest over there, you could get 20, 20 years in the clip, you know? I mean, we, I have oh, a friend, yeah, sure. my, my friend who comes out to the shows always from Russia. He's a Belarus yeah. guy and he always yeah. brings me Russian vodka. He doesn't know I'm straight edge. He brings me Russian cigarettes. He always comes. Right. And this guy, oh, yeah, I know, was, I know that dude. Yeah. Yeah. He was a political prisoner uh, who went on a hunger strike, made news all around Europe over just talking against the government. Like they arrested yeah. him and locked him up. That, yeah, you got no, you know, if you want to talk about oppression, open your mouth, then you find out over there quick. You know, yeah. you got something to say. Over here, you get canceled. Over there, you get thrown in the joint. Neither is good, but I'm just saying. So, like, that's that's the kind of countries that Russia deals with. Belarus, which is definitely sympathetic and a puppet, For sure. you know, puppet government to, to Russia and Putin. So, I, you know, it's just weird that he. It, I can't really. I don't know why he would do this. Like why he would. I get. I get that argument. Well, he doesn't want them to be a border and then NATO. It's like, yeah, okay, but like this is not. Like this is just making him weaker. Like this is like making him have less access to. You know, it's it's like isolating him completely. Like at, by the end of this, I mean, there might be only China and North Korea that deal with this guy at all by the end of this thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a, a tactical miscalculation on his half, you know. I, I don't know, man. But like you said, like, you know, Poland's right on top of Belarus. And then you have above that, you know, Latvia. Okay, so those are north of Poland. Estonia. Yeah, those are all north. Those are like the Baltic states. And between and them, are, like a little, are, are you confirming they're NATO countries? Those, I'm almost positive, are all in NATO and they're nervous. Okay, so you know? yeah, yeah, because they, I mean... They're NATO by name, but if Russia does a crazy thing and steps in there, will NATO honor its commitment to attack one as an attack on all and Article 5 and jump in their fight because they're, you know, not to sound mean, but they're less significant countries that, you know, we might be like, uh, we don't want a world war over Estonia, but, you know, that's just we signed the deal, you know. Oh, I, oh, absolutely. I mean, if you were those dudes, you would be nervous, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I would be, I'd be nervous as hell. And there's also like a little piece of Russia that's between there. Like if you look on a map, it's bananas, like a little piece is up in the Baltic really? where it kind of like splits a little bit. Yeah. So like it's completely a, surrounded by other countries or, or just, yeah, it's like a little piece. It looks like, oh, wow. Oh, you're looking at a map now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to call it up. I'm, Good man, baboon. Good man. Always. And it's, uh, so, so you think about that, you know what I mean? Like, so in a way it does touch it, but you know, you have, if you, if you look at the map then you got like Belarus is a good, is a good buffer. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? And you can see why the dude is kind of siding in, siding in with them to attack Ukraine, you know? Mm. Yeah. But it's, and, uh, it's just, a, like you said, though, there are NATO countries touching the border already now you know i know like why now like why didn't you do this when finland got dunked in or when uh estonia got put down like why are you doing it now it's something's crazy i don't know it just it, like you said perhaps just a miscalculation uh 
I don't know, but it's the the fighting is becoming fierce. I mean, I just saw like some drone footage yeah. of one of the major cities, and it was like a devast a devastated metropolitan area, which you haven't seen. Like you know, we we see the wars from Afghanistan and Iraq, and you know, people are quick to say nobody cared when. And and it is different. And it's not just because there's white people in Ukraine. That's like the goofiest way of thinking. Of course, that's part of it because, I mean, what you, you know, America is a lot of white people here. It's the majority. So what sells is something, you know. So if you see, if you see footage of, of people that look like you and in the background is a Starbucks and there's bombs going off, it's a little more relatable than seeing a village in, in, Afghanistan, you know, getting demolished and there's clay buildings behind them and no sign. Yeah, of, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's just kind of like people are quick to just, oh, oh, oh yeah, if it was this, it's a, yeah, maybe that's yeah, a part of it, but that's not the complete thing. This is the Ukraine modern cities that look like places we live. So, you know, we're we're drawn to it. We're attracted to it. It gets media attention. But what is the media doing? Because you see here. And I'm all for Ukraine, you know, tough people, this and that. But it, it's almost like, you know, I, you know what, propaganda, I like I see, you know, it, it is because it could get miserable quick. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we're, you know, we're seeing and we're like, yes, these people are throwing Molotov cocktails and old ladies are holding guns. But like, what if Russia gets so ruthless that they just mow these people down? Then like, you know what? what are I we going to say? Like. Oh, they shouldn't have yeah. did it. Well, I mean, it's war and they got weapons and it's going down, you know? Well, you know what it is? Like, if we're going to look at how the Russians handle themselves and, uh, and like some of the Central Asian countries that they were, they were involved with, you know? Yeah. It's just they're going to level, start leveling cities. They start getting a little bit frustrated. They're in a siege and then they start leveling cities. Yeah. You know, because their military it's just unfortunate. is unfortunate. You know, it's crazy. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. And I think I think their military is more equipped to do things like that, like level cities and not like a, a calculated attack, you know, not like sneaky special forces operations. It's they got like old school cannons and tanks and they're just rolling in. And you know, did you see any well, of the pictures? They said they were using those thermal bombs, those thermal missiles, thermobiric yeah. bombs. Yes. <sighs> destruction upon destruction. That's like that, on civilians man that's like that might be a war crime i don't know man i mean i heard some what one of the bombs it was deve it developed to collapse people's lungs it sucks the air away man yeah you just wow that's crazy crazy so like the bomb hits from what i understand it explodes and puts like a particle like a mist into the air and then that ignites and it just sucks the arrow out wow brutal brutal yeah, and I mean, how you know how all the Molotov cocktails and and people willing to get down you know in a gunfight that's all fine and dandy but when you got a guy 30 miles away just pushing buttons like that what, what are you supposed yeah. to do you know you know you just launching them you know they just roll them up like you said 30 miles away on a ridge and this start bombarding it's yeah. brutal you know it's just weapons these weapon systems are, are pretty fucking brutal oh insane and as you know as we talked about on the podcast before we have a connection to a higher up in the pentagon believe it or not people and he gives me the lowdown and uh you you know the ghost of kiev the story about the fighter pilot 
people are talking about. Uh, there's a story going around. It's kind of like a feel-good story. The ghost of Kiev fighter pilot, and he's taken down so many Russian jets, you know. But uh, yeah. according to the Pentagon, there's no truth at all to the ghost of Kiev. But there are 14 confirmed downed Russian aircraft, which is pretty significant. Um, that is. That really is. The man. majority, according to the Pentagon, is fratricide. Do you know what that is? Oh, that's like a friendly fire? Basically, it's like kind of brother killing brother is the term. They don't say yeah. friendly fire for some reason anymore. But uh, yeah, it's basically friendly fire. They've been watching the Russians take down their own jets in a few cases. By mistake, wow. they say the, the uh, logistics that they're watching are very disappointing as far as well good for ukraine but yeah for sure surprising that they're so bad for a, a russian army that was really inflated for a long time as being such a badass yeah. force they're surprised but you know what though to see how amateur their logistics are what we got to think though mm-hmm. so maybe putin's you know you may see an escalation in violence because of just that like he yes. has He's not where he is. Where on a timetable, they're all behind now, and the army's kind of you know it's being bogged down. They're not moving as quick. You know, he thought this was going to be a three-day deal. So as he may get be getting frustrated, he may you know take that out on civilians. Hundred percent, and that's exactly one of the worries they thought about was that will their you know the the crappy logistics. And their timetable that has been slowed down caused them to do things that are, you know, erratic and just kind of like, all right, yeah. fuck it, just fire on that city, just fire from here onto that city. Uh, but yeah, they're surprised that that their fighting force and and they said, uh, yeah, let me get the numbers from the Pentagon here. It's very interesting. They have their own idea about casualties so far. They're, as you would think, they're keeping a very close eye on all of this. Yeah, I would, I would imagine so, man. This is uh, nothing thinking, to take lightly. As of right now, casualties on both sides are pretty close between 900 and 2,000 each side. Okay. That they know of. You know, um, you know how we're hearing a lot about Putin putting his men on standby for the nuclear blah, blah, blah? Yeah. According to the Pentagon, this is uh, a news exaggeration. It's actually uh, this elevated status is nothing beyond normal was the terms they used. Nothing beyond normal. They saw this a lot, and uh, they've seen it much more extreme in the past over other things. But it is it is they are using that term, but they've used this term dozens of times within the last few years. Russia elevated to this level nuclear right. wise and, and nobody mentioned it you know well just to uh may, it may be now I, it may have a bigger impact because all eyes are on it maybe yeah, you know he's yeah. trying to get some psychological psychological yeah, the would love that they're talking about it already then they see that they're like yo you know but he said that nothing beyond normal kind of a, a sense uh kind of a, a new oh, that's interesting opportunity. yeah uh what else we got here and i asked personally could they foresee the pentagon could the Pentagon foresee any foreign boots on the ground outside of Russian or Ukrainian? And they don't think so. 
but if so, they think the Russians would be the first to have some some friendlies in there, uh, Chechnyans, people like that, who are kind of. I think they already are in there, the Chechnyans. Yeah, no. Yeah, and because they're considered Russian, so it's kind of like. Oh, uh, okay. You I know, see. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but they don't foresee any European countries stepping in, us stepping in. The no-fly zone thing was is a ridiculous idea, according yeah, to Yeah, that Pentagon. could be a disaster. Unenforceable and just basically saying we're involved in the war now. So it's kind of like if you want a no-fly zone, then you have to be willing to fight the war. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, and it was, I said, 14 down uh, Russian fixed-wing aircrafts, mostly friendly fire. And uh, wow. so far, the Russians only used a very small portion of the force. The, the enormous part is still waiting on the borders. Uh, and what else did they say here? They put it, their command and control is lacking, which can be a, a very big issue for them. So <laughs> just a little update that you yeah, won't I mean, hear anywhere else but here. <laughs> I mean, that's listen. I mean, you could see it, right? So they're trying to just recently they're you know shelling the shit out of you know coastal cities, ports. Yeah, I think they, they could just have did that up. on day one, and they didn't because yeah. they they thought something else was going to go down. You know, you know, and it's uh you know on the news. I mean, what was it over the weekend? We saw that uh you know the uh, the armor columns just lumbering along very slowly. You know, like I don't know how many miles they were several miles long just heading towards kiev rumbling along and it's just it's crazy it's, it's surreal pronounced kiev now did you notice that i did i did notice that so I have, to, I have to apologize for my crappy pronunciation well it's not crappy but you're pronouncing it with a russian the way the russians pronounce it so that's the difference so the the media and politicians and allies to to the to ukraine are actively trying to pronounce it the way the Ukrainians pronounce it, and they pronounce it Kiev, okay. while the Russians pronounce Kiev. it Kiev. There we go. So, if you're a Russian sympathizer, then feel free to say it the old way. <laughs> well, I might slip up. You know what I mean? No, and no, I'm just saying. Like, I, I, I was wondering that myself. I was wondering, like, it's always been Kiev. I thought, like, why now is it Kiev, Kiev, Kiev? You know, kind of like Obama always saying ISIL. Remember ISIL, ISIL. And people are like ISIL. Is he talking about ISIS? You know, yeah. They don't, they don't let us in on the the inside stuff sometimes. But this uh, this can escalate. Now, let me ask you: If you're a president, Mavrimatis, the first Greek American president in the history of the country, mm -hmm. and uh, you are at the helm, is there any chance that you get involved with this? Other than the ways we're getting involved with right now. I think I would be slightly tougher on his the economic sanctions on Russia. Definitely put the screws to them a little more. Like they gave the Russians an out by not uh, imposing really harsh sanctions on their energy production sector. So they could still get oil in and out. They'll still import oil. You know, if you want to cripple them economically. Why do you know, we want a, their oil a, so bad? What is the deal? Like, what is going on here? I think uh, I think Europe is super reliant on big chunks of Western Europe are super reliant on Russian natural gas, particularly I mean, Germany. I mean, don't I, I would see this as like a business opportunity to sell all these 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 European countries our shit. 
we could, but I don't think we would have the infrastructure, the, the mechanisms in place to get it there quickly and efficiently. I said, listen, Europe, give us a week. We're going to figure this out. Cut the Russians off. You're going to get a discounted American price on good old Pennsylvania oil, Penn's oil, where the first oil mine was ever developed. We're going to give you a deal. <laughs> there We're going to send stuff over. You're going to be good. Cut off the Russians. I mean, yeah, it would be the infrastructure. People are quick to say, stop buying oil from Russia. Well, you know, it's then what? Like, you, I just went to a gas station. It was over $4 a gallon. Like, I think it, it's going to be going to feel it worse, I think. That is, that's crazy. But we got to do, I mean, that's a whole different issue. But, you know, Biden's a complete failure in so many levels. You know what the statistic I heard lately? You know, next, next to... Uh, uh, the Taliban has more Black Hawk helicopters than England. Thanks that to the way we withdrew insane from. Statistic. Yeah, thanks to the way we withdrew from Afghanistan. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that is. Well, they may have them, but they're not gonna be able to fly them or repair them. Yeah, so. they might have one or two guys that know how to fly them. But this is my idea with all stuff when we leave stuff behind: self-destruct things set up in all of our gear. Okay. Yeah. All right, it's going to cost a little more, but boom. All right, we've got one. I'll say, all right, guys, we've been out of there two weeks. Push the button on, on all of those right now. So all these dudes are in there trying to figure shit out. Boom, bang, Rob, boom, bang. Sorry, you know, Charlie. I, I want to say, I think my, my pop told me that when he was in Vietnam, they would just take the helicopters, they'd land them on an aircraft carrier, get get out, and they just throw them right over, right off the, right off the fucking aircraft carrier into the ocean. That's they better destroy than leaving it with the enemy, right? Yeah, they didn't. They said it was too expensive, and didn't even pay to even transport it back to the United States. Wow! Was, they didn't even care. They said Damn. it's just outdated, and they're not going to spend the money to bring it back. That is wild. And I bet they do it's that crazy, right? Stuff today, yeah. For those that don't know, Chris, uh, Chris's pops is a Vietnam veteran and was a one of the jobs he held during the war was a a heli helicopter gunner, right? Yeah, he was a door gunner. Yeah. Wow. That is brutal, dude. He was a radio man in the infantry, and then he uh, got on a helicopter as his dog runner. Do you remember when I asked him that question? I do. I said, he was like telling us some great stories. And Chris, Chris's father's an old school, tough guy. You know, he don't seem to have any kind of, uh, you know, problems from being in the war or anything like that. He just moves on, just got over it. <laughs> so anyway, he's telling us yeah. some stories and, uh, and he was saying, you know, it was like brutal. He was tearing people up. Bah, 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 bah. And he was telling one story about these dropping off the, uh, who were the allies for us? Um, South Koreans. Were they South right. Koreans? That, yeah, it was, I think it was uh, South Koreans. He was, he had, he used to fly with them too else, sometimes. Like someone else, like right underneath Vietnam, another country. I'm anyway. not sure, man. He he his helicopter had to drop these dudes off to go fight, and uh, <laughs> he's he'd drop them off, and he's like, these guys wouldn't even get out of the helicopter. I had to like kick them physically, kick them out. Oh, those were the South Vietnamese troops they were pulling around. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's South Vietnamese. They were Vietnamese troops. They wouldn't get out, and yeah. they said they had the dudes on the helicopter to kick them off. So he was kicking their ass right out of the helicopter. I was like, oh my god, that's crazy. You must have felt bad, you know? Like they didn't want. He's like, nah, it was fun. <laughs> yes, what a crazy response! His shit, his shit got shot down. He got fucked up with that, and uh, he said they were dropping off rangers into where they were shooting at him one time, and they were like rappelling down, and the one dude slipped going down and smashed his like onto the ground, Broke and the they just couldn't land to get the dude. Oh. What'd you say? 
like he broke his back, the guy or something, right? He was on. He got t- twisted up, and they said they just could, they couldn't land to extract him. Like they got him up, and he started. Then they just went into the jungle. Like there was just uh, no with those dudes. They just go out. You know, he said he's seen the dudes come back out with like ears and <laughs> fingers and like special you know, forces wearing like necklaces, that. crazy stuff. You know, wow. Dude, what he said something else too one time. Oh, did, was it like he went into the the service on a buddy program or something like that? And and uh, friend, his I, friend I got I, like his head blown off in the first day or something. Oh, his yeah, that one of the dudes it was on a they would be two sometimes there was two gunners, you know, mm-hmm. and the dude that was hanging out the helicopter on the opposite side or on another helicopter. I, I don't remember the story exactly, but he got hit with a 50 caliber round and my pops had to like, you know, cut the take the dude's body out of the helicopter after he was dead and blown apart you know because they're like strapped in right you strapped in yeah oh brutal man. he said it was he said it was harrowing they got you know dead people strapped in you're getting shot from every angle you know you don't know if you're gonna get hit blown out of the sky so yeah crazy stuff war what is it good for absolutely nothing. nothing say it again but here we are 2022 I mean, crazy chaos. We had a crazy dysfunctional president that that won legitimately. He beat Hillary Clinton, the most yeah. evil, powerful, corrupt woman, according to everybody on planet Earth. But she couldn't rig the election that time around, even though nobody would no. have, nobody would have thought twice if Hillary won the first time around. She was supposed to win by all accounts. But that time she let him get through. But the next time yeah. they, would, they would rip him off. Anyway, we had this crazy president come in and he turns the country upside down with crazy rhetoric, hands off the steering wheel approach at being, For being sure. a uh, being a president. And people I'm bringing him up because people are out there. If Trump was president, this would he was hard on. Oh, Russia. yeah, that's a big. That, he would that's never, a big. Uh, big I got to remind yeah. people. OK, there has been no president that we had in modern times that was ever hard on Russia. None. Obama, what happened on, under Obama's watch? Chris mentioned it earlier. 2014, a pre- piece of the Ukraine was taken by Russia. Yep. They went in there. They took Crimea. Obama yep. didn't do anything. But then again, what can he do? Okay, now we have Trump. Trump goes in. His aides are telling him to take his forces out of Germany, take American forces out of Germany. Putin's destroy NATO. Remember he that? Destroy NATO. Get rid of Push the guy out of the way. We don't need NATO. Putin's seeing all this. He loves it. That's not being tough on Russia. And then this is really not being tough on Russia. Then the biggest cyber attack in the history of America perpetrated by Russia. Pompeo, Trump's own guy, is is he can't even believe it. He's on TV saying the Russians need to pay for this. The CIA confirms it. The FBI, every every everybody confirms it. What's Trump tough on Russia? What's he say? Uh, He Putin said he didn't do it. I believe him. I believe exactly. Him. Oh, that's Crazy, tough man. on Russia. That's tough on Russia. Now we have Biden, and how could we expect Biden to be tough on Russia? We don't even know if he's really running things. You know what I mean? He seems yeah. a little, a little out of it. I mean, he already fucked up big time. But and and in fairness to Obama and Trump and Biden, being tough on Russia could potentially mean having World War World War Three. Yeah, That's that you get World War Three and a bomb. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I I'm not saying I know the answers, but this is what I might try if I was president. Now, if I was president, and this rhetoric and 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 
Biden was doing some unusual things. He's he was saying Russia is definitely going to attack. And the Ukrainian president was like, we don't think so. And Russia saying, no, we're not going to. But Biden saying, yeah, he, they're definitely going to attack. So I'm like, huh, how does he know more? It's weird, than, right? Yeah, it was weird. But if I was Biden and obviously it turned out to be right, I would have said they're definitely attacking. But it didn't happen yet. By tomorrow morning, I'm going to have 50,000 American troops in Ukraine. Just chilling. Just chilling. I'm going to say yeah, we're yeah. going over there for a joint Ukraine-U.S. exercise that we've been talking about for the last year. Uh, all bullshit. I'll, show, I'll show bullshit documents to say we were talking about this last September. This is nothing. Now we got 50,000 guys, guys on the ground, all types of gear. Uh, you're going to attack? And guess what? Those 50,000 just may never leave now. So yeah, maybe that exactly. would pop something off, but I bet it wouldn't. I bet he wouldn't come in there if that was the case. I bet he wouldn't come in there if any NATO forces were on the ground. Because oh, he no. doesn't want that either. He knows we no. can't interfere as is. He knows we can't interfere. But yeah, I, if it was his move that pops off World War Three, he would think twice. But now he knows it'll be our move. He knows just invading it. Ukraine won't pop off World War Three because he knows nobody wants it. But if it was him, he would be like, fuck it. We can't go in there now. Yeah. Maybe I'm I wrong. Mean, except, I don't know. I, listen, I think if there was NATO forces in there, I think you're right. I don't think he made a move because you fucking blow up NATO forces. Then you you just, yeah. that's wow. war. That's the end this of that. This guy decides to attack. I was going to say, though, you on a maneuver. This like, guy tries to attack crazy. Ukraine while he knows American forces are in there doing just some military exercises, which are totally yep. normal. Wow. Think about that. He wouldn't do it. Right. Do it. Call me up CIA. Call me up FBI. Call me up Biden. Let's get this. I know how to get rid of Kim Jong-un too. Check this out. <laughs> Check this out. This is a Let great game plan. I might have said something similar, but I've been I've been like, you know, fine-tuning. You're finding it. We slowly we 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 want some of these messages to be picked up, okay? We right. we were sending out phony uh uh, intelligence, phony communications, okay, within North Korea saying North Korea is going to bomb, is going to send a nuke to Japan or you pick the country or to blah, blah, blah. And we don't discover it. We let somebody else discover it. Let's say France. We've discovered that. Look at these papers. These documents are showing. Oh, wow, France. You're really smart. You picked that up. Wow. Meanwhile, it's <laughs> us, okay? It's us. We did that shit, right? Meanwhile. Oh, my God. Yeah, France is going to keep this on the low. Uh, you know, it's not going to be like mainstream news, but they're going to keep it on the low. They're going to tell us they we let we keep on putting this out with our you know with our impersonators. We let somebody we let China pick it up. China's be like, what the fuck? Like, holy shit! China will reach out to North Korea. North Korea will be like, no, we're not doing that. Now China's going to be totally skeptical of North Korea, right? They're going to be like, this is them. Like, what? What do you mean? No. While we're doing that, we're sneaking a, a top secret, half invisible submarine as close as we can to North Korea, right? Right and on. We, we keep on putting out this word that they're going to attack. They're going to attack Japan, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Boom. Okay. Out of nowhere, 3.33 a.m., we fucking nuke North Korea, okay? Holy shit. But we put out that they attempted to send a missile to Japan, and it blew up in its own port. Wow. North Korea. <laughs> How crazy is that? This guy. 
Yo, you're out. We win America forever. That's how you play the game, son. That's how. That's chess, man. That's three dimensional chess. Yeah, we in, in China be like those dumb motherfuckers. They knew they were lying to us. See, exactly. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy. And we send I mean, humanitarian I, aid. We act like, oh my god, we got to rebuild it. What help. has happened? And now we have a whole new area to ski in. We start building <laughs> some resorts. Get South some Korea becomes yeah. just Korea. They go up there <laughs> with the video games and and K-pop and oh, we got a friend where we had used to have an enemy after the nuclear winter, of course, but still, you know, just a small price to pay for a nice for a nice vacation spot, dude. I'm telling you that that would work. That's why I don't believe anything. Even you know, I'm, I'm pro Ukraine, but I'm seeing all you know gassing them up. They're this, they're that. The listen. There are people with Maltov cocktails and they're blowing up invaders. They're the Taliban, basically, if you want to. And I would be the Taliban if somebody was in PA. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, of course, man. But in England, you're looking at me like a cowboy hero. And, uh, you know, it's all perspective. Like if, if somebody's in your country, you know, they're doing the right thing. And, and it's impressive when, sure. you see, when you see boxing champions that are returning home, like they're multimillionaires and they're returning home and putting on camouflage and be like, okay, we're here now. And it's, you know, and I didn't realize how many Ukrainian boxers there were. These guys, these are tough people. Oh yeah, man. So listen, I got to give them credit because I, they're not, I don't think that they're going to roll over like Putin thought, like, no, they're going to fight. They know they're going to fucking fight. And it's, it's inspiring to see people be like, standing their ground like that and just not gonna fuck not gonna give up and it really is like you yeah. see those dudes with the ship when the those guys on the island when yeah. the russian worship i mean that's that's some level of courage that that's great you know what i mean like yeah yeah they say some of those guys may be alive i hope yeah yeah there's stuff like that and it's it's real stuff but then there's also you got to be careful because there's also fake stuff you know yeah, early on I was watching this explosion of this building. I'm like, holy shit. The Russians took out this building and everybody's going crazy. It turns out it was some footage of a, a, a explosion in a chemical shop in China. So like really like seven years ago. But yeah. they're, they're playing it now. Like you got to be careful on Twitter and the internet. You don't know what's yep. real. You don't know what you're seeing. It's, I'll it's, tell you what though, what's what I just seen on the news literally minutes before we, we began podcasting is that the uh, Russians are shelling that a giant nuclear power plant in Ukraine. Wow. That's, you know, like let's make it ecological disaster. I mean, they captured Chernobyl, you know, and now yeah, why did they go for Chernobyl? Like why this was a ghost it, it, town. Like why did they want Chernobyl so bad? Think just, about it, man. The way the wind blows, if you break the seal, you shell it or disrupt it, you got nuclear fallout up in the atmosphere, raining all over Europe and the United States. Because mm, in the 80s, so when it blew up, I remember it, and I never heard of Ukraine before. I was a, a little kid, but uh, they, I remember looking at the news and watching them, you know, do the projections of how the radioactive cloud is going to come right over New York, you know? Mm. So basically Crazy. taking Ukraine or, or to taking Chernobyl is kind of like controlling a big weapon, a dirty bomb, a gigantic dirty wow. bomb. Cause I was think like, about this that. is a, that's a smart move. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Like, I, it's kind of like, I was like, 
Chernobyl. That's like, a, you know, you see drone footage. It's like, a, oh, yeah. A ghost town city. Nothing, you know? yeah. Yeah. And wow. Nothing there, okay. man. But the, so if he, if he got a, and then know, they could just say, desperate. we took Chernobyl. It's like, oh, you took a city within two days. Wow. You know, it's almost like, I thought it was like that kind of vibe just to gas up. Like we did something. We, we yeah. took Chernobyl, even though there's nobody that here could, to defend it. You got 11 guys probably in guard booths, you know, keeping yeah. kids out from spray painting the place. Exactly. I mean, who the fuck? Everybody knows better than going near that, near that joint. But if he has that, that's like a gigantic dirty bomb. He can just detonate. Yeah. And it just goes right into Western Europe. And the poor, dumb Russian soldiers that had to go take there and are sleeping there every night on cots. Right think about that. Like, just think uh, about those poor fucking guys. You know, they were saying that some of the Russian dudes thought they were going on a peacekeeping mission. And they were like, why is people shooting at us? They had no idea. Like the conscripts, they had no idea now, why they're. I heard that. But is that Ukrainian propaganda? Like to say, look, Putin is lying to you. Like, would it benefit Russia to trick their own dudes into thinking, no, you you won't have to fight. Like, it 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 could it it could have a tinge of propaganda to it, but it, I don't know. Like there's weird stories coming out that, that these guys I, just don't want to. I wanna saw so-called prisoners people. saying that. Yeah, but I didn't know if it was propaganda. You know, and hopefully this gets back to other Russian soldiers. Like you're being lied to. Blah blah. You know, or, it could be that they may have family. I you know you know intermarried. You know, people got relatives either side of the border, so that could be a. That could be something else too going on, you know. People yeah. might are reluctant to start shelling it out where your cousins might be, or you know, near and dear relatives, even closer relatives. You know, things that are near and dear to you. You don't want to. It's a bad situation, man. And did you know that Putin is Ukrainian? Is he? His parents were from Ukraine. Holy shit! That's even crazier. Yeah, and uh, I had no idea. No, I didn't know that. And Zelensky is Jewish. Yeah. Yeah, they call him a Nazi, <laughs> but he's a he's the head of a Nazi regime. Yeah, huh? So crazy. And this is the thing: when we hear Nazis here in America, listen in Europe, and especially, you know, Eastern Europe, there are Nazis out there. Poland, yeah, know, yeah, Ukraine, Russia. Like you know, you talk to bands that go through Russia. It's Nazis all over the place. It's a thing. It's a much a bigger thing than here. You know, it's part of their culture. There, there's like Nazi gangs. It's like yeah, white supremacy, man. Yeah. So, uh, it's just something that has to be dealt with. But I don't think there's a legitimate argument from you know what I was looking into that that's a Nazi government that Putin is. Yeah, I mean, I I just can't. It seems very liberal, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, that seems to be a, a a Putin straight up Putin talking point. You know, trying yeah. to half half ass justify what he's doing. Totally, totally. And you know what? I'm kind of uh I don't think this Russian army is all that. Like I'm ready, like I say we go to war with him. Like now the rest of the world sees hi, these ain't dudes ain't that tough. Like, let's do it. People are always down in America. Oh, in America, you kids TikTok in Russia, they lift weights. Are you kidding? These are the deadly. We got the deadliest kids on the planet. Go watch some also a world star hip hop uh, app on uh, download that on your phone. These kids are smacking the shit out of their teachers every day. These American kids were running over each other just for fun, just because we're in a rush. <laughs> we are the craziest, most violent wildest people out there not the russians it's us yeah we got some weirdos who'd like to memorize dances and stuff on the internet where well, we got it all here there's 330 million of us but a lot of us are insane completely insane we'll kill you twice we won't think about Maniacs. it once 
that's it. You know, uh, Chris, I, I think we I think we schooled these people on the Ukraine and we, now they know what direction things are going. But what do you think? Well, let me ask you this first. All How right. long will this last? Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. If they can't come to peace, I, I could see the Ukrainian people just becoming guerrilla warfare. Like as the Russians might occupy the urban areas and try to hold them down. And then the countryside is just total guerrilla warfare. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it could go on for who knows how long. They can just live off the land they know where, you know. So it could, it could turn a, into an Afghanistan situation yep. where you occupy for twenty years and you say, "All right, what the hell are we doing this for?" Or yeah, like I mean, they, you said, if they if they can't make a deal, what is a deal? I mean, the Ukrainians said they won't give up one inch. They, so what is the shouldn't. deal? Just ru- yeah, they shouldn't. I I agree, they shouldn't. But what what is I mean, then is Russia going to be able to take that smack in the face and be like, all right, we're, we're leaving then, I guess. I mean, what uh, are you, you know, gonna, how I think would a lot of it betray is, that? I, I don't think he could. I don't think he could because if, you know, for some reason, you know, people in the United States have this uh, fantasy. There's some on the right about Putin's strong men and stuff. But if Putin looks any kind of weakness, there's going to be people right there to, to rub his ass right out. He can't. He can't yeah. be show that defeat and go back. All his oligarch buddies, you know, who are losing, you know, billions of dollars because of these sanctions, they'll, they'll fucking kill him. I can't picture it. Like he can't oh, go no, back I, with a loss like that. He just can't. So he, he's so this guy's so rich though, Putin. He's so he is. rich. His country's richest man in the rich. world. They say, yeah, like he, uh, he's a very dangerous guy. Like he's maybe the richest man in the world. Nobody is even positive if he has children. You don't yeah, know no where one. he even really lives. They barely ever see him in public. He has access to a nuclear arsenal much bigger than America's. Yep. It's uh, he's a dangerous guy. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, it would be great to assassinate the dude, but you can't even get close to him. Come on. You can't get close uh, Yeah. I mean, I, it's almost, I feel like his, he just won't budge on anything. And he's almost, you know, tempting the West. Yeah. Come and I hate how out. some elements of the West act like he's a tough guy. I'll smack the shit out of him in front of anybody. Like they, like they just are, there's, there's elements of, uh, of our people who are cheerleaders to Putin. It makes me insane oh, when they do that. Come on. They love it. They love a strong man. There's some people who just love a fucking windbag. Yeah. You remember you know? when Donald Trump met him and Donald Trump pulled him in so hard on the handshake? Yeah, I was like, if Putin was the man that everybody said, he would have been like, yo, rich boy, I'll fuck you up right here if you ever do that shit. Chill. He but didn't I'll say tell nothing. You, he just went right in. But you seen him, you see Trump get shooken up. Totally. Trump they're, shook they're, both a few times. they're both pussies. They don't know. And they're, yeah. they're like trying to feel each other out. They're like, oh, is he the strong man or am I the strong man? I think we're both yeah. strong, men, right? Are we both strong men? We're both fantastic. We're both great. Fantastic. Yeah, it just gets me nuts. Just up until the wall, look at Tucker Carlson, Trump. I know. Pompeo. Carlson, you little and it is people in the people in the fucking US Senate are just filleting Putin. They love yeah. a strong man. He's a it's, genius. It's, he's smart. He's a genius. genius. He he's put a lot of troops on the border. That's genius, right? Who ever thought of putting a lot of troops on somebody's border? Uh, we do it all over the world, yo, retard. What are you talking about? We do that all over. <laughs> We're the genius. We got troops everywhere. We're the genius. You know what I mean? It's when you have that kind of dude, the, the so strong stupid. man government with the kleptocrats, 
this is what you end up with. This dude miscalculated. You could spark World War Three, and then now he has genius. no off ramp. Genius. I know. Yeah, genius. genius. And all for like like attacking a country. Like what's what is so genius? He's like, and, and he, going to, to Ukraine, Ukraine is vast, very big. A lot of people don't realize, very big, vast, a lot of land. That means a big land. Like, this guy is yeah, so he, stupid. He, yeah, Trump's selling it that he said, oh, the, the places that we invaded, we're good, now they're independent. So that was a genius move to invade. The, it's just, yeah, exactly. It's just, when you think about it, you're like, is this, how the fuck is anybody thinking this is a great move? We are shot. I mean, America is in rough shape. We went from for sure Trump to Biden, and there is no decent choice in the horizon. Like, who is the all-star, come-up, young, strong, smart, well-spoken, dedicated, moral politician that will run for president at some point? At some point, even if none, there are none. Nothing. Nobody. That doesn't exist. I don't it's think. Great. No, it doesn't exist. You know, you would think like, oh, Dan Crenshaw. Remember, you know him. He's like a Texas guy. Yeah. He's got the eye patch. But he's also like a blower of Trump. Like if he yeah. had any balls on him, he wouldn't be bad. He would be like, just, he would at least just remain silent about it. But you know what, man? It's he's, just like he, he gets tough with Biden and he doesn't get tough with Trump. Like exactly. Those in, 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 inconsistencies are like, dude, well, come dude, on. you'll never All catch. If Republicans won't do that ever since Nixon, they refuse to speak out against another Republican well, behind closed Ronald doors. Reagan who knows? That. That's one of the Ten Commandments. The Eleventh yeah. Commandment is never speak ill against the Republican. And it's Some, and it's something. bullshit. And that's how you end up with really fucking unqualified dimwits and windbags just prattling off empty-headed shit. Well, you know who's that's how you get it. Following that commandment, Trump, because he spoke ill against all the Republicans. Anybody who wasn't for him, McCain, didn't care. Mitt, uh, who's the, the the Florida Jeb Bush? The uh, yeah, he just spoke. Yeah, he speaks like you know he shits on everybody. The guy, and that's the new you thing. Know, the new. And thing I got to give Romney is, credit. Yeah. I got to give Mitt Romney credit for going. I mean, like the way that some members of the government and Trump were praising Putin is that's almost it's almost treasonous. It is. It's, it's, I. So, Got to give him credit for calling. And if any Democrat did that, they would be fired up and, and saying, "You're a rat. You're a traitor." And they should be. Exactly. You know, they should be. Like I'm not. I'm not praising Democrats because they didn't say something they're not supposed to say. I'm just saying, if if it was reversed, listen, all of this stuff could be completely reversed. Everything could be played out differently because people just hate Trump so much that if Trump says this, they're going to say that. You know what I mean? But it's like, oh, yeah, Trump, Trump, Trump laid out a plan that be obnoxious, be a dick, cause controversy, and you'll get so much media attention. You don't have to pay a penny for airtime. Air if you are, you mentioned Mitt Romney. If you're a person like Mitt Romney and you're well-spoken and you're well-mannered and you're decent, whether we like your policies or not, you yeah. won't get two seconds on the news. Now, exactly. if you call someone a fatty or a loser or make up a, a half-assed, you know, kindergarten level nickname oh that's crazy chris he's crazy crazy chris i make the best nicknames right that's crazy chris <laughs> and then yeah all day Somehow we're, gonna cover you. we're gonna follow Genius. you around and we're gonna get every inbred uh, hillbilly and and every every person who just wants to be a contrarian and dickhead to love you you know they're gonna exactly gonna do that for you so he he found this recipe so now what are all the young politicians doing they're out Following there they're, they're the yep. uh Ma mallory 
Greens or whatever her name is. They're oh, the yeah. guy who who was the pedophile guy from Florida. They're just like they're they're just out there yo, causing ruckus. How about shit. yo? How about that? How about Marjorie Taylor Green speaking at a white supremacist rally? <laughs> hey, it's just that's her right. Unfucking believable. That's right? her right, man. She could do what she wants. Yeah, I, that is her right, but she shouldn't be an elected official. Like people are voting for this. That's what should alarm you. Like, all right, there's going to be plenty of people that want to speak at a white power rally, and that's their right. They could do. But now think about them getting elected somewhere. That's the problem. That's the weird part. Exactly. It's 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 a bad. it's not a great thought of the future. You know what I mean? When you just see that, like, oh my god, give me a fucking break! Like, what the hell is who, the matter with people? Who is a legitimate good choice? You know what? I'll say. Uh, can't think of his name right now who's the uh the asian guy who was talking about uh the income uh he ran for president what was his name i can't think of his name off the tip of my tongue now man fuck i like that guy he, i'm nah, trying he, to think he's a uh, really uh, well-spoken dude man yeah he was like logical reasonable you might be like oh that'll never work but i mean he's the type of guy if it doesn't work he'll be like oh that's just not working we gotta do something else yeah, you know, exactly. But, he struck yeah. me as that as well. Yeah, it, it just we have. I don't see like when the election comes. I mean, Biden can't be president again. He sucks. This this country shot. I mean, he didn't get like a good deal. He didn't come into it like a, at a good time. Okay, so he could use that excuse for a little while. But at, at some point, it's like okay, you didn't do what we thought you were going to do. Yes, you had some resistance, but nobody told you to leave Afghanistan the way you left it. We wanted you to leave it but we didn't want you to leave it like that. Nobody told you that there's nothing you can do when the gas price goes over $4 a gallon and there's nothing you could do. You decided there's nothing you could do. You didn't make any moves. You didn't make any effort. Nobody told you blah, blah, blah. It just, he failed. He's a failure up to this point unless something changes. Ukraine happened on his watch. He has to take responsibility. Inflation has happened on his watch. He has to take responsibility. All this stuff happens on his watch. He's got to go. But who's next? That's the scary part. Yeah, I just don't think I haven't seen yet anybody who looks like they could even do a quarter of the job of the, you know, even logically lay out a plan to face the challenges that we're facing. I, I should say face challenges, you know, even to confront the challenges we're facing. That's just, there's nothing, nothing to blank field. Yeah. One thing about this time with Biden, I mean, Trump got the same praise, but. If you want to work and make money, you could work and make a lot of money right now. That's for sure. Like, uh, there's opportunity out there to make money, work around the clock, especially construction, all of this stuff. So, I mean, I don't know if that's his doing, but it's, you know, people that were going crazy during Trump, the economy is great. Like, I don't know. The economy is always great for me because I worked my ass off and I always figured it out. So maybe. Uh, maybe it's it's it was better during Trump, but I mean the only bad time I remember was under George Bush, and Obama did inherit a really crappy uh, you know recession. And in yeah. fairness to Obama, who did a lot of crappy stuff, it did get better under his watch, and it continued to get better with Trump yeah, up until the sure. insane pandemic reaction, which really threw a monkey wrench into everybody's and the whole deal about that will be out in, i'm sure the next decade and people will be up in arms and a lot of people will feel like idiots because of how we reacted to this pandemic but it's it's it is what it is it's on the outskirts now new york dropped 
the mandates. They dropped, you know, having to prove that you have a vaccine just to enter a place, which is insanity, complete insanity. So, you know, you bring up a good point. Mm. We're talking about, oh, you know, the, the state of the economy. Now, maybe Putin is betting on that he's going to, he can endure economic collapse and all kinds of problems at home longer than the US and Europe can deal with runaway inflation. I think that's one of the, I think that's one of the things he thinks that Western Europe and the states is soft when it comes to these types of things. Well, he's right, you know? but I wouldn't call it a softness. I would say, all right, a guy like Biden, he's got four years to do this, figure something else. Uh, otherwise, he's out. You got to figure it out. Otherwise, otherwise he's yeah. out. Uh, Putin has been running shit for 22 years. He's not going anywhere. He can't go anywhere unless it's a physical removal of him. So he's not scared of that. So, yes, he can wait out longer than we can because there's no repercussion for him as an individual. His people yeah. could starve on the streets, blah, blah, blah. They could hate him all they want. They could vote for somebody else, but somebody else isn't getting elected. Over here, the politician has a little amount of time, and if he don't make a move, he's out. So that politician yeah. works in, in the idea of, I can't wait this out. I got to do something now. Could I... Could could I make this better now? And if he can, he's out. So Putin is right there because he's he's got the advantage of being a dictator, you know. Yep. And that's a big advantage, for sure. Like he doesn't care. Like no, people got to suffer. They could suffer. Yeah. And even if we had a guy like that who didn't care, he would have only four years of not caring, and he's gone. You know. Yeah. But for real, Putin's a different story. He's like he's indefinitely there until he wants to leave unless he's physically removed you know so he could do he yeah could definitely out outweigh us for sure i mean it, it is i mean you can't take it off the table that somebody smokes him one of his you know his uh, oligarch buddies if this goes south on him you know i hope i mean listen people want to you know don't it's like chaos. America, blah, blah, blah. but I hope that America is old school and I hope we have some plants inside that government for years, spies set years ago that are still there. I hope the spy game for America is strong because hope, yeah. all the crap we do, think. listen, you can say, oh, people are mad now because they attacked Ukraine. What about when America attacked here? Yeah, that's all bad stuff too, but this is what's going on now. And I'm an American and I'm with America. When we do bullshit, of course, I'll call it out. But if exactly. somebody else does bull, uh, bullshit, it's not like I, I have to set my I'm not going to say anything because we did something maybe in the past that was similar. So what? Get over it. If we do it, call it out when it happens. Oh, like keep your mouth. You, you have to, man. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't point out and like, you know, we but, point out when America does dick shit, too. You yeah, know, we definitely do. No doubt. But I am an American. That's why I hope that our spy game is strong. I hope we got somebody in there. And this guy's dangerous, and we could pretend like he's actually the honest guy, and we're the bad guys. But I don't buy that for a second. We are yeah. bad guys, and he's the worst guy. He's worse. He's not evils, the worst. Sure. He's he's more worserer than us. But I say the worst <laughs> is China. The worst is China, and we'll play that game when it comes down to it. But right now, if if I was in that mix, I would be making moves with China. I mean, this is bad for business, China. Like, this is bad for business to be dealing with them. Deal with us. And I'm sure, listen, I'm sure the Chinese are calculating right now. Totally. You know what I mean? And that's another one that's hard to beat. Which way the wind's going to blow. Yeah. 
And it's hard to beat China because everything in China is for China. They don't have a company in China that works independently. They only have companies that are allowed to exist if they benefit Mother China. And not the people, yep. the, but the government itself. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting times, man. We'll have to do another another uh, update as yeah. things develop. Hopefully, this uh, this war doesn't last long. And I hope not. Our man. friends over there, you know, and I know a lot. I know a lot of people in in they Ukraine, stay safe, man. In Belarus, in Poland, which is close to the mix, and in Russia, good people in Russia that I know, and. uh Hopefully everybody stays okay, but people are actually dying. Their houses are getting burned to the ground. Right now, there's people that had food yesterday and they don't have any today, and they're not sure about tomorrow. You got to keep these people in mind. There's also Russian troops that are kids, teenagers, you know, yep. that are, are sent somewhere, people- and they're getting smoked. They're getting burned alive in an armored car being sent across not, the border. Not even know why they're bullshit. there. Yeah, it's it's. Yo, and look about people protesting in Russia. How about that? Just getting beat down by the police, arrested. Balls. Who knows what fucking happens? Balls you got balls. That. You have to have balls to do that, yeah. man. You just do. But remember that song, Protest and Survive. You got it. Yeah. It's the end of the world as we know it, but I feel fine, Chris. I don't know about you. Uh, let's see let how it goes, go. You man. want to tell the people anything before we go, what you've been doing? Yeah, just, you know, working on my archaeology stuff, man. That's about it, you know? Yeah, no any, news is good news. Any good bones or no? Nah, just working on a publication. So it's all that kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Nothing, no good field work yet, you know? No, but like just, giants, bones of like a giant. Nothing like that. No? Unfortunately, nothing like that. Is there any confirmed giants or no? Not really. I don't know, man. I saw <laughs> some on Ancient Aliens the other night, and I was like, is this confirmed? No. They were saying I the giant, Easter Island, Easter Island. They said giants lived there. I, I, it's crazy. Who knows, man? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just a basketball team that got stuck there. And you never know. Yeah. You never know. All right, Chris, I'll let you go. Don't forget, Chris is still part of the Post America podcast. He's basically just took on the uh, the engineer role after I do an episode. What happens usually? Because you know, Chris, people always where's, where's the baboon? Basically, I send the episode to Chris. Chris will edit it. Not really edit it, but really master it. Try to clean it up. If there is something that needs to be edited, like some of our guests say racist or sexist things. Nah, nobody ever yep. does that. But Chris would edit <laughs> it, and he would uh, he would put the intro music, the outro, and then he uploads it to all the streaming platforms. So Chris is the very necessary, important member. Of course, Mad Joe. People always ask what's up with Mad Joe. Mad Joe always does the artwork that you see, the flyers for every episode and uh just giving people a little update but thank you chris for the all things ukraine russia conflict episode and we hope we schooled you people there's only one place you could go for the truth and that is here exactly all right right, chris you take it easy be good richie thanks a lot for listening we really appreciate it post america podcast will always be there for you don't forget that Tune in next time for more fun with the boys. Until then, get your fucking ass out of here before I give you a smack, motherfucker! Who the fuck you think you in? This is post-America! You ain't shit, motherfucker!